Fellas, by now you probably have drafted your team's fantasy football team. Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore may be on it, but these nuts should be on your radar as well. It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. I want to vouch for the Ball Deodorant. Guys, this stuff is no joke. Uh, we've all been there before, sweating our balls off in that North Carolina heat. The Ball Deodorant does a nice job of keeping the twins hydrated and smelling good. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code TAP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code TAP20, again, T-A-P-20 at manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get a grip on your pigskin this season with Manscaped. It's a moment we've been waiting for all offseason, week one of the NFL season, Panthers, Browns, Bank of America Stadium. Bryson, are you ready? I was born ready. <laughs> no, I, we were talking before we hopped on here, man. It's just It feels surreal that the day has come. Uh, Sunday, week one, NFL season, Baker Mayfield versus the Cleveland Browns. It's it, Ever since the trade went down, this is the day we've all been waiting for. So I'm more than excited. Yeah, the headline writes itself. We were talking before the show. Baker has brought a new resurgence and excitement to this team that Sar Sam Darnold never brought. And we are excited for week one. For the show tonight, we thought we'd bring someone back, Jacob Roach. You may remember him. He joined us in July when the Panthers traded for Baker Mayfield. He's the co-host of the Barking Brown Show, contributor at Dog Pound Daily. Jacob, thank you so much for coming back. Hey, man, I really appreciate it. I really had a good time last time. I'm really – I can't – like you guys said, I can't believe it. Five days from now, like there's real NFL oh, – I mean, there's been real NFL football in a couple days, but we got Browns-Panthers in a couple of days – in five days, and it's just – let's go, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, let's roll. Jacob, before we preview this matchup, I got to ask you, last time we talked um, – we got to, we got to, I want to know what your opinion is on the Deshaun Watson suspension. So let's get that out of the way. Um, is it what you expected? Because it sounds like the NFL wanted the year. Uh, are you happy with it? What, what's your thoughts on the suspension? It's a really, really tough place for a lot of us, I think, just because when I look at it from like a, morality standpoint so to speak it's like i read those court documents you know i read what what judge sue l robinson said and i i i said it last week on the podcast i just really wish he wasn't here i do i completely wish that we didn't have to deal with this and have this conversation um but yeah i i was surprised i mean in terms of on a football standpoint it's good for the browns if he plays i know some people wanted him to miss the whole year if he wasn't going to play a certain amount they're like if it's over 10 it should be the whole year because it's a wasted season i've spent many a season watching the last five games hoping they would give me hope for the next year that i can do it this year if that's how it ends up going down so i was surprised because i think the initial initially i thought it would come in under a year i just thought because of legal precedent kind of like judge robinson had said that it was going to come in kind of low i thought six was way too low but then after they appealed, I did think they were going to throw the book at him. So it, it did kind of surprise me in the end. 
All right, now we got that out of the way. Let's get to the blood and guts here. Um, we'll start with we'll start Bryce. I'm going to start with you here. Let's start with the Panthers' offense versus the Browns' defense. What do the Panthers need to do offensively to win their side of the ball on Sunday? Yeah, um, I got to be honest. I'm I I feel very uneasy about the Panthers' offense against the Browns' defense. Uh, to to start with, um, the offensive line is young. It's a it's a new group together. You call him at left tackle, obviously the rookie versus Miles Garrett. Uh, not really who you want to go up against week one, your first week in the uh, regular season as a as a rookie. Uh, arguably the best, one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, and then uh, just like starting the secondary, you got Denzel Ward and uh, Greg Newsom, one of the best tandem uh, cornerback duos in the league. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a real test uh, for this offense. Definitely not getting off to a an, e- an easy start like we did last year versus the Jets, but um, I'm nervous. I think that Christian McCaffrey being back is obviously going to help this offense move the ball a little bit. Um, Christian McCaffrey is such a dynamic weapon that he's hard to stop in the open field. Uh, I think I think they do move the ball some, but like I said, I'm I'm worried about Iquanu at left tackle with, versus Miles Garrett. Not because I I doubt Iquanu's ability. It's because I know what Miles Garrett is. And then also Jadavian Clowney on the other side versus Moten. I mean, we know Moten is, is a, a very good right tackle, but Jadavian Clowney isn't anything to snub your nose at either. Um, they have a very good defensive line. They have a good linebacking core. And they have a good secondary. So all three levels on, on that Browns defense is is pretty good. So it's going to be a really good test for Carolina Week One. All right, now I want to flip the question, Jacob, on the opposite side. What do the Browns need to do defensively to limit Baker in the offense? Well, they've got to cover up the massive holes they had to have at defensive tackle. Like, if you were to even ask the question kind of the same way that you did on the other side, like how do the Panthers' offense, you know, succeed, you run the ball up the gut because these defensive tackles are garbage. I like one of them a little bit and there's no depth behind him. There's four defensive tackles. I like Jordan Elliott. He's, he's fine as a pass rusher. I don't think you get much out of Togi. I Winfrey, that sort of thing. You're going to have to limit the edge. You, you really brought it up with, with Clowney and, and Garrett on other sides. They've got a great secondary. I love JOK as a linebacker, but if they can find a way to get a hat on him in the run game, especially, you know, climb to that second level and block JOK, he does struggle getting off blocks. He's a little bit of an undersized linebacker. Now, he's hard to get your hands on. It's really hard to do it. They have got to pressure Baker Mayfield. They have got to pressure him all day. But they're not going to be able to do that if they can't stop the run. If they can do this, you know, running it up the middle and – the Browns are like they're they're begging you to run the ball on him because they think that they can somehow make that work, uh, but like they just got to confuse Baker. He struggles with um, kind of pre-snap changes a little bit. Kind of struggles if he sees cover two and it switches to cover three, or they bail to cover six, or something along those lines. He can struggle a little bit with some of the pre-snap reads at times. So they've just got to be very deceptive, uh, and they just have to be so good at pressuring him it covers up the fact that I don't think they can stop the run yeah it'll be interesting you bring up the pre-snap stuff because Ben McAdoo's offense they just talked to him the other day 
he gives a lot of control to the quarterback at the line of scrimmage to make changes. So I'm 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 curious to see how that's going to play into this game. I mean, you saw Baker for three years. You got a pretty good look at him. So I'm curious to see how that chess match plays out with the defense and them trying to cover up things. I, I mean, I'm reiterating a lot of this. I think Icky Icky's going to give up a sack. It's going to happen. Like he he has struggled in pass blocking in the preseason, um, and he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. But he has grown too. I think. I think um, they're going to give him some help, um, whether that's Ian or Tremble, um, some chips off the you know uh, off the edge there. But I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, so that's that is going to be probably the biggest test for them. I don't think anyone can cover Christian McCaffrey. If I'm being totally honest with you, linebacker or not, really on most squads in the NFL, that's just not Cleveland. Um, so I think they're going to have to utilize him out of the backfield, and I think that's going to help them if they do send pressure because it's going to be hard going one-on-one with him. Um, and I think they need to go to Robbie early on. Robbie, it always seems like getting him involved early offensively helps out this team. We didn't see him much as much as that last year with Sam Darnold, but when, when he played well with Bridgewater, they got him the ball early. And I feel like he's going to be um, a chess piece for them that can go a long way. And then DJ Moore, um, I mean, he's th- th- those corners for Cleveland, it's going to be a test. But I think they have some pieces um, offensively. Um, and then I think establishing the run is going to be key. Um, not, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about their def- uh, defensive line as much as you do, Jacob. But if if the middle is, a, is an issue, then they definitely need to be pounding the rock. Cause they got some, they got some pretty good guards. I think Christensen um, is a little underrated and they got Corbett coming from the Rams um, who played in the Super Bowl last year. And Corbett was a former Brown. If I, if I have that right, what, what do you yeah. think of Corbett? What did you Corbett think? Corbett literally, it was so, so like Corbett gets drafted as like, he was pros, project uh, prospect X, you know, that like mystery guy that ends up going, he's like, he comes into Cleveland and Cleveland's like, you're a tackle. And then they were like, well, no, maybe you're a guard. Well, no, you're a tackle. And they just like, couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with Austin Corbett. He was the first pick of the second round. He was 33 overall. And I was just like, I couldn't get rid of him faster, Mm. but I was so wrong. Austin Corbett is a very underrated guard. I mean, he goes, he goes down there to LA. They trade him to LA after one year in Cleveland where they just kind of tried to make him be something that he wasn't. And, and he gets down there and immediately everybody's like, we like, you know, me, I was like, ah, they're starting Corbett. What a bunch of idiots. And then the dude just balls. I think Corbett was, I see him go to Carolina and I thought that was, that was a kind of, I think it's going to be a steal. I think it's a steal deal. Well, uh, Jacob, I wanted to ask you something that I heard today. I think uh, Skip Bayless was talking about it on his show today, which, you know, Skip Bayless <laughs> here or there, but he's made some good points about Baker, uh, I guess, from our side of things. But um, Baker's f- familiarity with the Browns, you know, I, I don't think that the Browns are going to change their whole system week one versus the Carolina Panthers. Um, do you think that his familiarity with the Browns offense and defense um, gives an edge to Carolina? 
I think it absolutely gives at least a partial edge. I don't know necessarily how big or how little it might be because John Johnson said a really interesting thing because he was asked a similar question, the Brown safety. He was asked, you know, um, Baker knows you guys. And his comment was, well, there's 11 of us that know him versus one of him that knows us. And I kind of thought that was kind of interesting because I thought, well, I think it kind of goes both ways, but like, Baker, this is the same system. If the Browns want to be successful with Jacoby Brissett, they have got to do the things that Baker was successful with in 2020. So like in terms of maybe not, it maybe gives their, the uh, I'm sorry, the Panthers defense more of an edge than it gives the Panthers offense. Cause I think it's familiarity with them because Kevin Stefanski thrives on misdirection, uh, confusion, you know, disguising and you know bringing guys across the that look like they're running block run blocking and they flip out into the flat and they run for 20 yards baker knows the ins and outs of this offense i think there's just so much talent on the defense and i'm not sure that'll matter that much for 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 caroline's offense but i think their defense is going to know some tricks to try to stop some of kevin stefanski's uh play calling and i think it it's going to show now, we're going to flip the question that I asked initially, but while we're talking about Baker, has anything surprised you with him that you've seen from his time in Carolina so far? The way he's been with his demeanor, I don't know how much of you've watched of him um, going into this, but I'm just curious if there's anything that surprised you because we know we've heard the stories about him in his past. No, he's been Baker Mayfield. He like, there's one thing I love about Baker Mayfield and that is he will be Baker Mayfield no matter who, what, where I, you know what? I loved the shirts. Like people are ragging on his shirts on, on Brown's Twitter. I loved it. Cause that is the most Baker Mayfield thing I have ever seen. And I absolutely love it. Like I have, so like we have this like little group on Brown's Twitter that are referred to as the Baker bros. They're just that they are just diehard Baker. Right. And a lot of them come from Oklahoma. They were Oklahoma fans. And so I've seen quite a bit of what's been going on down there is what I'm saying is it's, it's been on my Twitter and, and stuff. Of course it's the first round pick, but it's like Baker continues to be Baker. He will always, always make you feel like you have a chance in every game because I think he does give you a chance. I don't know if he can capitalize on it, but he has been what I thought he was going to be. And I told you guys this a couple uh, months ago when I, when we talked, I said, you guys are going to have fun this summer. And I said, you're going to have real tangible belief. And I think that it kind of played out that way. All right. Let, let, let's talk about Browns now offensively. Um. And let me start actually on the Panthers defense. I'll start with you, Bryson, first on this. What do the Panthers need to do defensively to win the day? Similar question to what I asked before, just on the opposite side of the ball. Yeah, so if I'm being brutally honest, um, I think that the Panthers' um, pass defense is going to feast on Brissett, uh, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, C.J. Henderson, Xavier Woods, Jeremy Chin is – I think altogether one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Um, but kind of similar to what Jacob was saying, the rush defense is what worries me. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, one of the best running back tandems in the league for a while. Uh, Brown's offensive line, which we'll get into a little bit later, I guess. Uh, you know, one, one of the better offensive lines in the league. And 
rush defense is where this uh, team struggled last year. We lost uh, some players on the defensive line and kind of didn't really make up a whole lot. But uh, I think that if they can somehow manage the run, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and keep it manageable, I don't think the pass defense is where they're going to struggle in this game. I think Brissett is going to be under pressure a lot um, from from Burns on the edge and uh, and then with with the secondary, you know, suffocating the receivers. But the rush defense is what would worry me, worry me the most as a Panthers fan. Uh, Nick Chubb again, one of the best running backs in the league, and Kareem Hunt, one of the best backups in the league. So that's where I would focus if I was uh, Carolina Panthers fans and and wanting to see more from this team. Jacob, offensively for the Browns. Um, I mean, at first, do you have any concern with their offensive line? I've seen you guys lock – you lost Nick Harris, second play in preseason. Jack Conklin, I was watching Stefanski's presser today. They're kind of unclear. It seems like he might be on the verge of playing, but they're still unclear if he plays at all. Are you concerned at all with the offensive line? I'm not concerned overall. I will say I don't think Conklin will play. If if I was to make that call right now without any true blue inside information, I think the Joe Hag sign signing that they made this weekend kind of shows where they sit at offensive tackle, where they think I thought Conklin was going to go to IR and he managed not to this week. So he does have a shot. If it was me, if Chris Hubbard's healthy, I'd put Chris Hubbard out there at right tackle and he's fine. Chris Hubbard's a fine middle of the road, nice swing tackle out there. Overall, I'm not concerned. I'm higher on Jed Wills than some people are. Um, I think he's fine. I think last year he had a bum ankle, and for a 300-plus pound man having a bum ankle, you know, I, I'm I'm 200 pounds, and I if I have a bum ankle, I ain't doing nothing. So, but I'm also kind of a little bit of a wimp. But that's just like it's not the same thing there. <laughs> but I, I love the guards, man. I don't know what I I'm sick for Nick Harris because I don't know what Pochich is going to give you there. But I'm confident in four of the five positions. I'm not confident at center. I think Hubbard can be okay because I love Burns. Um, but I think you know that they can double him enough that it's. Like, like, I do think Jacoby's going to be under under pressure. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right talking about that. But just overall about the offensive line, I feel fine. I think it's okay. Now, offensively, what do, what do the Browns need to do to, you know, shift, shift the field here and have it in their favor against the they, Panthers defense? They've just got to complement the running game. They It does not have to be flashy. Listen, J.C. Horn was my corner one in that draft. I wanted J.C. Horn to fall to 26. Like, I've never wanted – like, no chance that was ever going to happen. And they get Greg Newsom. But I love J.C. Horn. I think that – that you're not kidding. I, I seriously do think Carolina has one of the best secondaries in football. I, I 100% believe that. But – they're not going to out-talent them at wide receiver versus corner, so they have got to exploit the short, quick passes to the tight ends, to the running backs out of the backfield. Kareem Hunt, love, I, mean, I love just getting Kareem Hunt a swing pass, a screen pass. They've got to find a way to slow down that pass rush and complement the running game. I think the running game will get theirs. I think both running games are going to be very successful on Sunday. And it's going to be about who can be the most efficient passer. I just think that Brissett, just don't turn the ball over. Like, you know, convert a couple third downs. Don't turn the ball over. Lean on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Find David Njoku. 
and I think they can be okay and squeeze it out. You just you just cannot they cannot play from behind. They cannot have negative yard plays to where it's third and eleven or Jacoby Brissett cannot turn the ball over. If he turns the ball over twice, I there's no chance. Yeah, I, I was watching, I think it was the third preseason game before before we jumped on it. Bears, was that the third one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Brissett played a bit. It looked like the number one offense was out there. He do, he likes Ninjoku. That, that mm-hmm. seemed like his guy. I feel like – I'm curious to see who matches up. I'm assuming, Bryson, it's going to be Jeremy Chin probably on him, I would think. Yeah, probably Shaq and Jeremy. Or Shaq, yeah. a combination. Yeah. I think that's going to be a test for them because Carolina has struggled against tight ends last year. So that that's going to be something to look. I honestly think Carolina's could win this game and still give up a hundred yards rushing. I really do. I think they need to limit the run, but I think they could still have their way. Even if they do give up some of the yardage, I feel like the bend don't break type mentality with this team. They might give up the yardage, it's just can they clamp down in the red zone against Jacoby Brissett? Um, and he tends to throw interceptions. So if they can do that, um, Bryson talked about it. Jacob reiterated the Carolina secondary is top notch. And C.J. Anderson, you haven't been watching training camp or preseason. That guy came on strong this year. Very quiet last year. Didn't play a whole hell of a lot. Kind of struggled with some injuries. He has really shown up and I feel like surprised a lot of people this offseason. And th- that group, when healthy, is going to be elite for this team. Um, I think they need to establish a pass rush. I don't know how Brian Burns is going to do it, but he's going to have to find a way to get a sack or two because they don't have, they don't, as right now, from looking on paper, it's going to be hard for YGM and Marquise Haynes. Um, because the Browns law offensive line, I mean, they're, they're some among some of the best. And I love Batonio. I mean, that guy yeah. is, he is special, man. So I think, I think that's going to be the test. I feel like if I had to guess, I feel like Carolina's defense has the edge because they're coming in with, you know, um, number two defense ranked overall. I feel like that's kind of skewed. They struggled in red zone last year and on third down. So that's going to be a big test. And then the third quarter, we need, I mean, me and Bryson could go out all, all day about this. But last year, Carolina struggled in the third quarter offensively and defensively. They're like one of the worst teams in the third quarter last year. Um, so that is going to be something I'll be looking forward to watching is what do they make? What adjustments do they make at halftime? Because they didn't make them last year. At least that's what it looked like to the fans. I mean, it was God awful. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll throw this out to any of you guys. If you had to pick one position group or player, who's going to be the difference maker for your team? Oh, okay. Um, go ahead. No, no, you got it, Jacob. I'll let you go first. Because, because we talked about how good the secondary is for Carolina, for me it's Amari Cooper. So I think Amari Cooper, I think there's been some – a little bit of too much slander of Amari Cooper I've seen going on a little bit. I think that, you know, can he do it all? Because I'm not sure what else is that wide receiver there. Uh, I don't know. But if they're going to want to have success, they've got to do something in the passing game that is not expected. And Amari Cooper has got to have a good game. Bryson? 
Yeah, I think for both teams, in, in my opinion, it comes down to what we've talked about with the running backs. I think that uh, Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb are going to be the difference makers, especially, I don't know if Jacob, you've kind of kept up with the weather, but it's supposed to be a nasty day in Carolina on Sunday. And I think that 60% favors, chance of rain. Yeah, and I really think that favors Cleveland um, with their ground and pound with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But uh, I think that if Christian, you know, obviously <laughs> number one can stay healthy. And number two is on the field and and making a difference. I think that, you know, he's he's just a game changer for the Carolina Panthers as a whole. And then Nick Chubb for the Browns as well. I think that obviously not them not having their number one quarterback and rolling with Brissett, uh, who's, you know, not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I think that if they can if they can lean on that run game, uh, it's really gonna make a difference for him. So I think Chubb and McCaffrey are gonna be the biggest different maker difference makers on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go with Panthers O-line. I think they play need to play pretty well. Limit, Clowney, um, and Garrett to one or two sacks. Uh, that's going to be tough. That's not easy to do. Um, and I think Baker Mayfield, I think he needs to get – he can't play inside his head. He needs to let all whatever happen, let that go, and just focus on Sunday and scoring and don't worry about all the other bullshit. Um, and play inside himself. Um, and if he has a good day, I think I think the Panthers have a pretty damn good shot of winning this game. Um, keys to the game. I guess I'll start with mine. I, we kind of went over this a little bit, but just kind of a couple bullet points, what I think Carolina needs to do and what's going to kind of decide this game. Um, can the Panthers offensive line hold up? We've talked. We've all talked about that. Icky versus Miles Garrett. I think that's going to be key. Um, can the Panthers limit the run? And then Panthers special teams. I think that's going to be key. Matt Rule has put a major focus on that. They brought in Chris Tabor from Chicago, who is a pretty established special teams coach. Um, they went out, got Johnny Hecker. They had Zane Gonzalez. Carolina can never catch a break with kickers, kind of like Cleveland. Looks like Cleveland finally found their guy, 57-yarder. Nice kick. He missed a 58 yard or so that might not play a factor with the rain, um, but punts and kicks um, is definitely going to be something to watch. Uh, Carolina went out and got one of the best kick and punt returners, Andre Roberts. He's solely going to be returning kicks. Um, so I think special teams is going to play a bigger factor um, than most people think. Yeah, I think that, uh, kind of what I've been harping on. I think if Carolina can can limit the run game, Curtis, you mentioned earlier, uh, 100 yards. I think if they give up 100 yards, that's a successful day for Carolina versus the Cleveland Browns. I think if they can limit, limit it to under 200 yards, I think that that would be uh, managing it. And I think under 100 would be successful. So um, I think that if, if they can do that, um, because I don't have much faith in Brissett versus the secondary – um, I think that that would be the key to Carolina winning this game. Uh, like you mentioned, Baker making this game be about winning and not about his revenge game versus Cleveland, um, which reports out of Carolina are that he's been focused. He's not – that's not what he's focusing on. He's He just wants to win, and, and he's not – you know, his whole focus isn't getting his revenge game versus Cleveland. So I think that if, if Baker's focused and his defense can manage the run game, uh, that Cleveland's going to throw at them. I think that those are the keys to winning in, uh, on Sunday. 
You know, I do know all about Chris Tabor. So, very interesting fact about Chris Tabor uh, as a special teams coordinator in Cleveland. He survived like six head coaches getting fired. Like it was wow. like he just like he I didn't got, know he was. I didn't know he was in Cleveland. Yeah, I, I want to say it was. It, feel, it felt like it was like seven, seven or eight years. I think he he was in Cleveland for a long time, and like four or five coaches. I don't know what the actual number is, but it it just like they would fire a coach, and they would just be like ah, they're gonna keep Chris Tabor on. <laughs> like yeah, it was just, we're just gonna get we're gonna do that. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep keep rolling it with that. So I I do I think he's a really great uh, coordinator, and special teams is gonna be a big. Um, Big problem for the Browns. They were awful last year. They were just straight up dreadful um, as uh, in special teams top to bottom. They went out and tried to completely redo it with a special teamer as well. Um, returner and Jakeem Grant. And then I watched him tear his Achilles a couple of weeks ago. And that was awful. So they felt uh-huh. pretty good about that. And I just think completely redid it. I think special teams is going to be a big deal. I think the kicker, it's going to matter. I also know all about Zane Gonzalez. So I, I know <laughs> about Zane Gonzalez. Um, yeah, but Zane got, I don't know if you saw, he got hurt. Um, he was kicking into a net in preseason, fucking tore something or whatever. I don't know what his injury was. Bryce, you might want to help me yeah, out. That two, one. <laughs> two years in a row warming up versus the Bills. He tore his. ACL, NCL, like we don't know what it was this this time. Mm-hmm. The last year it was his ACL, but he's been great in Carolina, like amazing. Yeah, in he was lights out last year. Um, and, and it, it literally like they they signed him off the street, and he didn't miss a kick last year for Carolina. So um, they brought they brought in Eddie Pinero, who used to kick for the Jets and the Bears, um, who who has been decent over the past couple of years, but who's also battled some injuries himself. Um, so yeah. Uh, I like Zane Gonzalez a lot. and uh, Carolina resigned him to like a three-year contract, I think, this offseason. So um, I know he's he's bounced around the league a little bit. I know he's with Cleveland and the Lions. Uh, I think he's, he's in the Cardinals. I think he's been about on every team in the NFL. But it seems like – Dickers really- is one thing, though. You, you got to catch him in a wave. Like, when you yeah. catch him on the high point, they're great. Yep. When they come crashing down, they're awful. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no medium at all. He the the biggest thing like I think Hugh Jackson tried to ruin Zane Gonzalez's career because Zane Gonzalez ends up getting cut from the Browns in uh, what would have been Baker's rookie year in 2018, and turns out he had a, like a torn groin and like Hugh was just like it's fine, it's fine, oh <laughs> and so like he gets cut and they were all like yeah he's uh, he got cut with like an injury designation because he had a torn groin and like that's just what Hugh Jackson does so i think i think the kicking the special teams it comes down to that and it really comes down to i think can the secondary in cleveland confuse baker like i think we un- we all agree that the pass rush it's going to be a battle all day long browns pass rush versus the panthers line can when he gets time to throw can the defense hold long enough to get rid of the time that he has to throw? Can they, can they, you know, confuse him to an extent to where he holds onto the ball, he hesitates, something like that, and they're able to get pressure? Because I think Carolina is going to do a lot of things that uh, Baker is good and familiar with that to help him. I think they're aware of their line is you know, going to struggle at times against the pass rush. So they're going to find ways to help Baker in that sense. So can the Browns secondary counter it? And can you just not turn the ball over Jacoby? That's it. I'm not asking much from you. Just don't turn the freaking ball over four times. And I think we'll be okay. 
All right, let's let's get to our prediction here. Um, Bryson, do you want to start things off? Sure. Give us um, kind of synopsis and what you got, and give me a score too. I want to score. Yeah, I think if if Deshaun Watson was playing, this would be a different story, obviously, uh, for Cleveland. I think that the game being in Carolina, uh, the game being Baker Mayfield's revenge game versus Cleveland, um, and just all of the hype that's been built around this game for for Carolina versus Cleveland. Uh, last year, uh, the best game that Sam Darnold played was, played was versus the Jets in his revenge game, and I think that this year – Baker Mayfield's best game will be versus the Cleveland Browns in his revenge game. So I think that the Panthers end up winning this game. Uh, like I mentioned uh, to start, I think if Watson was playing, it'd be a, a totally different story. Um, and we would, you know, we'd be talking about different things, but I think that uh, with Carolina, um, I think they, they get the win in Carolina. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it is going to be kind of a, a closer game. Uh I would say Carolina 24, Cleveland 17. Jacob, what about you? Okay. I think it's going to be ugly, really ugly. Like, I think it's just going to be an ugly dog fight. I, I try, I like, I keep trying to be real with myself. I'm like, do I think they're going to win or do I just want them to win? And I think it comes down to, I think who is the better coach? I think Kevin Stefanski is a better coach. And I'm going to go with the kicker, and I I just love Cade York. So I'm just going to crown Cade York right here. I'll take the Browns 20 to 17, but you could easily convince me that it flips the other way. And just FYI, which I think is interesting, you brought up the uh, growing injury. Zane's injury right now is a growing injury, so that might just be a nagging issue for him. There you go. Which, and I wonder if that was what it was in Buffalo too last year. I can't – I couldn't find that. So – um, I got Panthers in this one. I don't, I don't think this is going to be much of a game. I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, I'm way too probably, I'm very confident in Baker Mayfield. Love the trade. Um, uh, I think Carolina, like I said, even if they can 100, 150, whatever number you want to throw over 100, I still think they can beat them if Chubb and, um, their other back that's escaping me, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Um, I think if they can limit them to 100, 150, I think Carolina's secondary can hold it down. They can bring enough pressure blitzing-wise. It's not going to last all season doing that, but I think they can do that enough. Jacoby, what I've seen in preseason, still looks like the same old Jacoby Brissett that likes to throw the ball away um, to the opposing team. And I wanted – I just did this quick search, and revenge games versus former teams tends to favor – the player that was trade or traded away. Brett Favre returns to Lambeau 2009, killed the Packers, swept them in both games. Joe Montana beat the 49ers um, when he was with, I believe it was the Chiefs. Yeah. John Gruden uh, whooped up on the Raiders. Um, again, that's a coach, but I'm just throwing stuff out here. T.O. kind of struggled against Philly. Marcus Allen facing the Raiders. Um, I believe Steve Smith versus Carolina. Steve Smith, blood and guts game. We all remember it. Destroyed Carolina in that game. What was it like? Three touchdowns, 150 yards. It was, it was awful. But typically that favors the guy that gets traded away. Sam Darnold last year didn't play that great versus Jets. They squeaked that game out. Um, But he ended up beating them. 
So I think Carolina wins this 24, 10. Um, and they're rolling into week two and into a pretty easy September and they got a, a very tough October. So I'm excited. Bryson and I will both be at the game or Jacob, are, are you coming down or no? No, but I, I I am doing a live watch party in Cleveland at a bar. So oh, yeah, nice. we ha- we have a live pregame show going on at uh, platform platform brewery. So, but I do have a bunch of friends that'll be down there. So I think I think some Browns fans are going to travel. Awesome. Oh yeah, we know travelers. Trust me, Carolina. Carolina, they're like away games. It's sad. <laughs> it's it's bad. It really. It didn't is. used to be that way, but it is now. Yeah. Yes, it's it sucks. Um, so I'm sure they're going to show out. The Jets fan. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder. At most home games, it was. I mean, it was 50-50. Sometimes it was opposing teams taking over. So, um, but that's when you get when you go five and twelve and five and twelve and had a, haven't had a winning season in four years. So, um, but Jacob, we just want to thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Um, we will. I think Bryson's going to be joining Jacob. Is that on the Barking Brown show tomorrow night? Is that the show or what's the show? So I do a daily podcast. I started a, a daily podcast, just the daily dog takes. Um, and so each third, it just started this week. And so we're going to do a couple of quick hitters doing the Panthers offense and defense uh, for the next couple of days. And is that live or is it pre-recorded? It's pre-recorded. It, okay. it, it drops every morning at 8 a.m. on Twitter and YouTube. Okay. And that's on your channels? Yep. Yep. You can okay. find it. Uh, my Twitter is at Rochism13 and then uh, the Network 216 YouTube channel. Again, Bryson will be on there tomorrow night. So look forward to that on, it would be Thursday morning, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Jacob, pre- appreciate it. I know we had some miscommunication before, but I seriously, we we appreciate you coming on in July. It was really good to talk to you then. You're really knowledgeable. You know your shit about the Cleveland Browns. And then we're glad to have you back on again. Hey, I really appreciate it, man. Anytime you guys want to talk, I'm always ready. All right. We wanted to thank Jacob again. Good luck this weekend. We hope Carolina kicks Cleveland's ass, to be brutally honest with you. Bryson, real quick, it looks like they just released – I just saw this, so we're going to talk about it real quick, maybe 10 minutes or so. But the Panthers released the depth chart as of today. Looks like Joe Person had just tweeted it out. Um, so I'm just kind of going to go through it and get just initial reaction from it. Okay. Some – I think – just looking at it real quick, the biggest thing for me was wide receiver, but um, Baker, PJ, Christian, Deontay as the backup. Actually, they have either or for him and Hubbard, which is kind of weird. Yeah. That's the only position. They have Pat Elfline at center mm. in, the unaf- in, the, in the depth chart. Um, and then across, you got Icky, Christensen, Corbett, Moten, um, Thomas and Tremble, your tight ends. The wideouts is where I thought it was interesting. You have DJ Moore, one, Robbie Anderson, two, Rashard Higgins, three, Shy Smith, four, and Terrace Marshall, five, LaVisca, six, and then Andre Roberts, seven, which is interesting. I didn't think they would have gave, I thought Terrace would have been either three or four, and Higgins would have been three. But Shy, man, he deserves it. He he's worked his ass off this offseason. Absolutely. And throughout the whole entire preseason has shown that he has the ability to be a contributing factor in this offense. And I think even in the the last game, we saw Eno Baker hit Shy for that 20 yard or so touchdown. So I think that he's earned his spot, uh, much like 
uh, Marquand McCall in the defense that we'll get into later. But, yeah, um, really surprised with Pat Elfine being the starting center. Um, really thought. And I'm wondering were- if that changes. You know, you had, like, the error with the Steelers and Kenny Pickett was the third, and then they changed him to the second. So I don't know – I assume it's going to be Bozeman. I feel I felt yeah. like everyone thought that. So I'll, I'm curious to see if they ask that probably tomorrow. I think Matt Rule, it's Wednesday. Yeah, they usually do the presser on Wednesday. So I hope I, I hope that changes because I think and maybe Bozeman is out ready. Is I don't know, but I hope he was at practice. Yeah, he. I know, but things might come up. I don't. If we're not there. I don't know. So. That that I I hope change I hope it is Bozeman I hope he's ready to roll yeah for Sunday and I, I don't think Elfline's a, a terrible center but he, I don't think he's as good as Bozeman is, no he's so. serviceable but yeah I, I mean I think we'd all rather have Bozeman Absolutely. defensively I think that was kind of the biggest things offensively defensively Burns Brown Ionitis YGM getting the nod for starting Haynes behind Hoskins Roy the new guy they just required. Henry Anderson, um, and then Omari Barno, and then Marquin, Marquin McCall. Hopefully I'm saying that right. And then you got Shaq, Damian Wilson, Frankie Louvi, Louvu at linebackers, Corey Littleton, Brandon Smith in the rotation, Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson behind them, Stanley Thomas Oliver, interesting, at four? Yeah. Keith Taylor at five, and then Jeremy Chin, Xavier Wood, Sean Chandler, Hartsfield, and Sam Franklin there. Nothing really surprising. I mean, maybe the Keith Taylor thing, but I don't – these depth charts, I don't really – you can't put too much stock into because they're rotating guys in and out, and it's hard to say what they're going to be playing on Sunday. But Yeah, just look at the top of it, unofficial depth chart. So I, I think a couple of things will change probably. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I think for the most part it, it is together, and it, this is what will run on the field, but – I'd keep my eye on that center, and I'd keep my eye on the corner rotation. What do you think of Henry Anderson, the new guy they acquired? Um, to be honest, I really didn't know a whole lot about him before they signed him. Never really heard of him, honestly. Um, but Me neither. Uh, through some of the videos that you shared on Twitter and uh, kind of just a little bit of research, nothing extensive. Looks like he's, he's good in the run game. Uh, that's probably why they brought him in. Uh, rush defense can set the edge uh, pretty well. He's a big guy. I think like 6'6". Six, six, like yeah, he's, he's pounds. huge. Um, but no pass rush whatsoever. So I think that they, they brought him in for one thing, and that's to help in, in rush defense, especially yeah, versus the Browns. I, I was reading a couple, some previous tweets, not on videos, of just other fans. Um, over the years, he played – what was it? He played with the Jets – Right, the Patriots yeah, the Jets and the Patriots. Yeah. Um, they said he's really slow off the ball in pass rush. So I definitely think it was more of a, yeah. I mean, it's a big, it's a big emphasis this week. They're they're playing some of the premier backs to tandem. Um, so that I think was the emphasis there. Um, and then we have special teams. No real surprises. Shy Smith, the backup to Andre Roberts. I think that was expected. And then Hecker and Pinheiro um, punting, kicking. So I just wanted to mention it real quick since it was new. And, I mean, the biggest development, I think, out of all of it is the Shy Smith at four. Um, I'd say Pat Elfline over Bozeman is the biggest development. There's got it. There, I mean, but that was the depth chart going in, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
that was the depth chart in when they set the roster, but that was when Bozeman was hurt. Hopefully that changes. I hope hopefully by the end of the week, Bozeman has been at practice. Uh, maybe it's just getting him up to game speed, but hopefully yeah. we do see him out there uh, versus Cleveland. But I think that's all for us tonight. We just want to thank everyone for listening to the Panthers on Tap podcast. You can catch our episodes wherever you get your podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your analysis and breaking news. And as always, 